Welcome to episode 12 of And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And today I'm going to talk about our decisions, as we did in the last episode, our choices, but also the meaning that we're attaching to things. And I'm going to ask you, what if it doesn't mean what we're making it mean? And I'm going to touch upon how this shows up with people on a day-to-day basis, especially when something's happening that feels quite big. So whenever we're making a decision or a choice or something is happening, say we've been turned down for a job, say we've been on a date and somebody doesn't want to see us again, say we have decided something about the sizing of our clothes, say we have decided something about whether we are single or in a pair, Say we have decided something about what people like me do. I've decided other people have it better. I've decided that people who have X amount of friends are more liked. I decide that if people's friends have known them for X amount of years, this means this about them. I've decided that this much money in the bank account means this about me. I have decided what the weighing scales say says this about me. And I've specifically chosen quite a few examples there that are based on numbers, on arbitrary numbers that we have decided mean something. Because they show up so often and because it's so fucking interesting how we can take a story, combine it with a number and believe a story, a meaning, something that we believe to be true. I've been single for X amount of years and this means this about me. They have written X amount of books and this means that about them. They have this many people in their company, which means this. They have this many followers and this means this about them. This is what I believe. This is the meaning I have attached to numbers. And it fascinates me on so many levels because the meaning we attach to something is so much bigger than what is actually going on. The meaning we have created in the story that we are running in our heads and the way we are feeling is based on made-up stories, made-up meanings that we have decided are true and that we are making it mean in our lives. So I'm going to ask you, what made-up meanings are going on for you and what, in general, do you make things mean? Because the reality is most situations are neutral. When we're feeling really good, when we're enjoying a situation, when loads of stuff is going on that's quite good in our lives and then we don't get the job, we'd have a moment of being like, oh, but we'll move on. When it happens when things aren't going so well or when we've attached a really big meaning that this is the thing that's going to save me, this is the thing that's going to change my life, this means this about me. Then when we get the no, it feels absolutely crushing. When we go on a date and we're pinning too much meaning to it that we haven't even decided if we're interested in the other person. We've spent no time being ourselves. We are, you know, bum clenching through the whole meeting and coming out of it. And I hope they like me. When you've not really paid much attention to how comfortable you were, how relaxed you were, how much you connected, what you had in common, what felt good, 
You're just so focused on what do they think about me? And I don't want you to reject me at any costs. When we are worried that people will find out what we earn, or we are worried that we're not quite the same as the other person in our group, or people will see that we've got less interactions on something. All of these things that we attach a meaning to, and the meaning is starting to drive our behavior. It's defining our self-worth in that moment, and it is making us feel very specifically a certain way about ourselves because we have created the meaning and when we retract the meaning when we zoom out and look to see is this actually a reflection of what's happening right now or is this a domino effect of so many things in my life and this one thing is the tipping point is this the one thing that always chips away at me is this something I've avoided dealing with Is this something I won't look at within myself? Is this something I can make peace with? Is this something I'm making a story about because of a toxic trait hangover that I haven't shook off from somebody else, from somebody else's influence, from a way that I didn't think until the the seed was planted, not the plant was planted, but the seed was planted by somebody else. What if it didn't mean that? What if my age doesn't mean what I'm making it mean? What if none of it is that? And I've had some really juicy, juicy conversations with people recently about what we make things mean. And one of those things I was talking about just yesterday was about the fact of even not having children myself and what other people have made that mean. And I have a couple of toxic trait hangovers (laughs) there because sometimes my toxic trait is playing up to the role that people are making it mean about me. And I used to do it a lot more than I do now. But it's interesting. It's interesting. Even not drinking anymore, what I've made that mean about me in some instances because other people have presumed that's what it means about me. You know, some people on both of those topics have presumed that I didn't have children because I'm selfish, have made comments about the fact that maybe it's because I'm career orientated have made comments, oh, so many comments, that I will never know what love means, that I'll have nobody to look after me when I'm old, that I'm missing out on something I'm denying within myself. And the reality is I've sometimes sat and thought, God, is that true? Is it true? And have I not had children for any of the reasons that's been suggested? And the reality for me is no, if I don't make it mean that, that's not what happened. In fact, no big deep meaning exists. It wasn't something I craved. It's not something that I've been active in seeking. And it's not something I felt really passionate about one way or the other. As much as people would like me to be anti-children and a bit Cruella de Billy, and sometimes I play that role. I do play the character sometimes just to annoy people. Because they're like, oh, Wendy hates kids. Oh, not Wendy. She's not maternal. She's not this. She's not the other. Which aren't true. Which aren't true. I do have some heavy maternal instincts, but not particularly towards being a mum. And gosh, welcome to my therapy session. (laughs) But this is because of the conversation that I was having yesterday. And I was like, I don't have strong, strong emotions either side about it. I think if it had come up in my life in one way or another, then 
maybe I'd have to have sat down and thought about it, but I didn't. The only two times I ever really wanted a baby, in the truth, are times when I felt exceptionally, exceptionally low and where I thought having a child would mean that I would feel unconditional love from somebody, not for something. <laughs> Sadly, it's because I thought this this child won't be able to leave me and I will get unconditional love from this child. It will, it will work in that. So in those two moments in my life, at different times of my life, I wanted a child because I believed I had attached this meaning to it. The rest of my life, I've not had the desire, the thought. And even in those two instances, they were they were brief thoughts. They weren't prolonged periods of time that I felt like that. So for me, it wasn't a natural thing. And getting to 45, I'm now very much okay with that's the way things have gone for me because it wasn't in my plan. I don't have strong feelings about it. I don't have strong feelings about marriage. You know, people that do it, good for you. People that don't, good for you. I haven't and I don't feel any particular way about it. It was never in my, I feel strongly about this and this means this. I don't feel strongly. And because I don't feel strongly on it, perhaps they haven't been driving forces in my life. And again, on reflection now, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with those choices. They feel good to me still. And they don't mean, <laughs> they don't mean anything about me in the grand scheme of things. But other people tend to make them mean something about me or they would like me to justify in some way or judge my own situation through their lens. And I can't because I don't feel a certain way. I just don't. I'm good. And if things have been different, I probably would have been good. I don't know because it didn't happen and I wasn't actively pursuing either of those things. In regard to drinking or not drinking, I used to drink to belong because I had low self-esteem, because I felt very unconfident in myself and because I believed it meant something about me. I believed it made me fun. I believed it played up to a certain character and I believed all sorts of things about people like me do things like this. And at the time, I didn't have strong feelings about my own persona, <laughs> believe it or not. I didn't have strong, I wasn't thinking too deeply about drinking. It was just something that I did. And when I gave up drinking, it became a huge thing. And it meant so many things about me that I had to fight all of these internal reactions and thoughts and beliefs about what that meant about me which I didn't have to do when I was drinking that just happened and I didn't really give two thoughts about it other than this is what I do this is fun this is fine I didn't know I had low self-esteem and low confidence I wasn't aware that I was masking social anxiety I didn't know any of those things I was just like I drink and the hell I'm fun <laughs> and some of those times were really fun let's just put that on record. There were some epic times that I had as a drinker. There were also epic times that I have as a non-drinker. And now that I've battled what I think it means and realized it doesn't mean any of those things, I'm really comfortable with me not drinking alcohol. I'm really comfortable with it. Doesn't mean anybody else is. Some people are, some people are highly, highly suspicious of me. <laughs> some people think I must have been an alcoholic some people think that something big must have happened. There's 
lots of people that would like a story to go with that as well. So the reason I'm telling those two particular stories is because it's really interesting what we want to make things mean. And it's really interesting how, if we're not careful, we can make them mean that about us. We can step into that character, that role, and get carried away with it, even though it's not truly what we think, feel, or believe. The way certain people feel at the moment about being employed and what that means compared to self-employed, it is only what you make it mean. It is only what you make it mean. Whether or not you are single or in a relationship right now, whether you've got one really good friend or 50, whether you have friends in multiple locations or just one, whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you are earning X amount or not, or have X amount in the bank, or whether you've got access to one holiday this year, or, you know, you've been on your seventh, are you making it mean something? And is it a problem because it's against your values and it's out of alignment with who you want to be and it feels inauthentic or is it a problem because you're making it mean something from the view of somebody else through the lens of somebody else through the lens of yourself that you haven't dug deeply enough into yet to see if it does actually mean that I know this is going in a big circle mates (laughs) hold on to your hats for this one but all of these things think about all of the layers of the last podcast's If you feel like you've got no choice, no decisions, if you feel inauthentic, if you know what your values are, if you know that those values are being met by your authenticity, your truth, whether you are living that, whether you are in alignment with all of those things, all of those buzzwords that we're hearing. But the reality is, do you know who you are, what you stand for, what you want? Are you acting from desire or frustration? Are you who you want to be? And are you expressing yourself in the way you want to be? And do the things then that are clouding your thoughts and judgments mean what you are making them mean? Because once upon a time, as a woman that lived on her own in her 30s, I didn't get into my current relationship until I was 37, after five years single. Oh my goodness, I had so many meanings. So many meanings that were not true. So many thoughts and behaviors and choices that I were I was determined I was making that I wasn't because I had to make that time look and mean something or it meant something about me. And the truth of it was that I believed it meant something about me. And so I was making choices out of alignment. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I stood for. There were so many things going on there. And in reality, if I could go back to that version of me and sit down and have a good old word with her, I would let her see that she knew nothing about herself. That if she actually sat down and figured some things out, she was exactly where she was supposed to be and she could have had such a (laughs) a good, joyous experience that she was making a negative, self-depleting experience because of what she was making it mean. And that's the same when we're frustrated in a relationship. That's the same when we're frustrated in a job. That's the same when we're frustrated with a sibling, a friend, or anything else that's going on. What are we making it mean? And is it true? Do we know our values? Do we know how they look externally and how they're being dealt with internally? Do we know how to be ourselves? 
And do we know what that emotional gap to authenticity is? What is it that we're avoiding within ourselves and within our outside worlds in order to try to be the person we think we should be rather than embody our full selves? There's so many words that I can't help using now that I never used to use. (laughs) It drives me mad. But you see, I'm making it mean something. I'm using language that I see used on a day-to-day basis that I don't always agree with therapeutically diagnosing or using language that dehumanizes us to a little bit. So I make it mean something when I use it sometimes. So there you've seen the emotion. I just judged myself. (laughs) Oh, welcome to this podcast. But I hope you can see what I'm saying. There are so many things that are far more neutral than what we are creating and making them mean. And the less meaning that we are assigning to them, the more that we're actually getting into the truth of ourselves and working out what's really happening and handling that with grace, then the less meaning we attach to more and more things. There are more and more things now that have no meaning attached to them for me. And that's probably what I would class as my surrender because I don't attach the meaning to them. It's not that I don't particularly want some things. It's not that I don't have opinions on some things. It's that I've attached a lot less meaning to what they mean about me to any given moment. And I always look at where I'm at. Am I in tune with my values? Am I being who I said I wanted to be? Am I trying to live up to something there? Am I chasing something because I think it means something? And is that making me feel a certain way about myself? Because I guarantee you it is. I guarantee you it is. And when you strip that back and when you sit down and have a dig in and some introspection, then you're able to go, ah, ah, okay. It doesn't mean that, but all of these other influencing factors are at play. And or I need to handle this part of me to go and look after it, to go and look and get help maybe I need to just go and figure out where that's come from to let it go. And then within all of that, I'm going to realize none of it means what I'm making it mean. So even when it comes down to your job title, your income bracket, what size you are, how many people you know, how connected are you to you? How connected are you to the things in your life? How connected are you to the people in your life? How much of your life is connected to joy and desire? How much of what and where you are are in line with who you are and in line to who you are becoming, who and what support who you are becoming? And what do you need to let go of to enjoy it? What do you need to let go of to have more peace in any given moment? In any given moment, not just when it's peaceful, not just when there's no people disrupting your peace. I see that a lot. And actually other people can't disrupt our peace. We're the only people that can do that on a day-to-day basis in our day-to-day lives. The meaning we attach to what those people are saying, doing, asking, needing, the meaning we are attaching to our choices, our responses, our decisions. You know, I shouldn't have to disclaimer that I'm not talking about people in severe situations But the meaning people attach to me not adding a disclaimer sometimes means that I add them. (laughs) And you see, you see how it happens in real life flow. 
So I want you to grab a pen, I want you to grab a journal, I want you to think about what's happening in your life, what you've attached meaning to, what situations, labels and numbers you believe mean something. And I would ask you to ask what else might be going on there. Look at them in line with your values, look at them in line with your emotional authenticity and your becoming authenticity. Look at them through the lens of, is this true? And where is this influence coming from? So it's tying together all of the podcasts before this. So if this is the first one you've found, I would really urge you to go and listen to the back catalogue. But yes, thank you for listening. Any questions that come up from listening to this or anything you'd like to give us feedback on, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk or on Instagram, you can send me a direct message at thecompletioncoach. I do try to get back to everybody as soon as possible. Thank you again for listening and I'll speak to you soon.